0: If you would like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at citychurchfrisco.org. Thank you for listening. Praise the Lord, everyone. Paz de Cristo, iglesia. Amen. God is good. We are commencing a new uh, message series this week. That we're calling hearing the voice of God or hearing God's voice cutting through the noise how many you know that God still speaks cuantos saben que i think that we all believe that God still speaks but sometimes i think we what we have a hard time believing is that God would speak to little old me that A veces yo creo que tenemos dificultad en creer que Dios hablaría a mí. So over the next four weeks, we're going to be speaking on this subject. I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles to John chapter 10. We're going to read one quick verse. Amen. And I'm not going to give you too much context just yet. We're just going to read the verse. John chapter 10, Juan capítulo 10, verso 4. Vamos a leer el verso para comenzar y ahorita les doy el contexto. John chapter 10, verse 4. Amen. When you have it, say amen. Amen. John chapter 10, verse 4. Juan capítulo 10, verso 4. It says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know. Everyone say, they know. Because they know his voice. Cuando ya ha sacado a los que son suyas, va delante de ellas y las ovejas los siguen porque reconocen su voz. Because they know his voice. This afternoon I will be speaking from the subject of what God is saying. Lo que Dios está diciendo. Let's pray. Father, we come before your presence in this moment. I I thank you and I give you honor, Lord, because just to think that the creator of this heavens, nomás en creer que el creador de este universo, he would want to speak to me. Él quisiera hablar conmigo. I, I am overwhelmed. Señor, es mucho para creer. But your word says that you want to speak to us. Your word says that we should know your voice. Tu palabra dice que tú quieres hablar con nosotros. Tu palabra dice que reconocemos tu voz. And today, Lord, I just ask you to speak into my life and to speak in the life of my brothers and my sisters. In Jesus' name we pray. Can someone say amen? Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Puede tomar su lugar. Now listen, growing up, one of my favorite things to play with uh, were two-way radios. Okay, una de las cosas más favoritas que yo tenía para jugar con ella eran los radios, uh, que, se, que, que eran de dos, la nomás era dos maneras. It was just a two-way radio, right? You've seen these two-way radios, right? That in order to speak, what do you have to do? You have to press a button. And and you say what you gotta say, and then you let go of the button, and then someone else on the other radio presses the button, and then they say what they gotta say, right? But wasn't it always irritating? Or maybe it was just me, but wasn't it irritating when you had somebody that you you were playing with or that you're talking to, but they didn't know how to use the radio? Siempre era un poquito frustrante Cuando tenías a alguien Que no sabía usar el radio Because they would always be talking Siempre estaban hablando And they would always have the button pressed down And they would never let go of the button Like dude That's not the way it works Hey, así no trabaja. Tienes que decir algo, dejar el botón y ahora alguien puede decir algo más, right? And we would use lingo, 10-4, breaker, breaker, roger that. Uh, And I don't know, maybe some of you know what I'm talking about, maybe some of you don't, okay? But there's these two-way radios. And here's what happens, that in order to hear, in order to hear the other person speak to you, you had to let go of the button. Para para poder escuchar la otra persona comunicar contigo, hablar contigo, tenías que soltar el botón. You had to let go of the button. If you wanted to hear the response or if you wanted to hear what someone else had to say, you had to let go of the button at some point. And in our lives, I, 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 I think that most of us have a pretty good sense of when we speak to God. En nuestras vidas yo creo que la mayoría de nosotros tenemos una buena idea de cuando usted y yo Hablamos con Dios. We know when we press the button to speak to God. If you worshiped this afternoon, you spoke to God. If you got on your knees this morning and you gave God thanks, it's you pressing the button and speaking to God. If you came and you lifted a shout and you shouted hallelujah, that's you pressing the button and speaking to God usted se levantó esta mañana y oró, eso es lo mismo que usted apresionando el botón y hablando con Dios. Many of us we have an idea of how to do that. we, we have an idea of how to speak to God. Muchos tenemos una idea de cómo hablar con Dios. Esa no es la pregunta, no es el problema. That is not the issue. That is not the problem. We we know that we're supposed to pray. We know that when we pray, it's us talking to God. We know how to address him. For the most part, we know. We we have an idea. La mayoría, generalmente hablando, tenemos una idea. But there comes a moment in our walk with God... Llega un momento en nuestro caminar con Dios where we got to let go of the button and we got to hear God's voice. Viene un momento en nuestras vidas donde tenemos que soltar el botón y escuchar lo que Dios tiene que decirnos a nosotros. See, we can change our lives. Praise the Lord somebody. We can change our lives, we can change our habits, we can change priorities, we can change even our friends, our ways of thinking, our perspective, our routines, all in a response to the existence of God and the faith that we have in Him. And this is very important, this is something we have to do. Tenemos que cambiar cosas en nuestras vidas en en, en responder a la existencia de Dios y responder a la fe que tenemos en Él. But if that is all we do, we're going to miss out on something very powerful in our lives. Pero si es todo lo que hacemos, vamos a tener algo que falta en nuestras vidas que es muy poderoso. As followers of Jesus, we are not only supposed to respond to the existence of God. We're not only supposed to respond in faith to God. But we're also supposed to respond to his voice. But many of us here today, we will likely say that I have trouble hearing God's voice think that the majority of us would say, okay, that makes sense, entiendo eso, pero tengo un poquito de dificultad en escuchar la palabra de Dios, hablarme a mí. And this is so important, listen church, this is so important because when we are able to hear God's voice, God is not just good now, God is not just worthy now, but now God is personal to me. Praise the Lord someone. Everyone knows The Rock, right? Dwayne Johnson, do you smell what The Rock is cooking and I can't do the eyebrow thing. Okay. Todos conocemos quién es ese personaje, esa persona. We know of him. We know of his existence. We know that, that he puts out movies that are maybe interesting to us. But can you imagine that one day he's on Facebook or on Instagram and you you post something or, or you respond to something and then all of a sudden you get a notification in your inbox that says that the rock has responded to your post and has interacted with you. Oh my goodness. Now not only is the rock somebody that you heard of and that you know, but now you've had a personal communication with the rock. But let me tell you, there is someone greater than the rock that exists that wants to have a personal relationship with you. And he wants to go beyond you knowing of him, you hearing of him, you come into his house and kind of getting in the outskirts of his presence. He wants you to come deep into his presence and he wants you to hear his voice. He wants you to respond to his words, and he wants you to know him at a deeper level. Listen, if you're taking notes, you got to write this down. In order to go deeper in our relationship with God, we need to develop our ability to hear God. Para profundizar nuestra relación con Dios, necesitamos desarrollar nuestra habilidad de escuchar a Dios. Tell your neighbor, you got to hear God. Now, in the book of John, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and to the people who are following him. And he paints this picture of, a, of the relationship that one must have with him. Cristo está hablándole en el libro de Juan, está hablando a la gente y a los discípulos. Les dice que esa es la manera que se debe de mirar la relación tuya con Dios. This is what it's supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like a shepherd and a sheep. And he says in John 10.4, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. Les siguen porque las ovejas reconocen su voz. As believers, we need to come to a point in our lives in which our maturity moves us to be like these sheep. Praise the Lord someone. Now... I'm not a farmer, I've never been an actual shepherd of sheep, but as I was studying and I was researching, I came across this, this video that I want to show, and I don't know, Andrew, maybe you can turn the lights off up here so we can be seen a little bit better, but we have a video, I have a video, it's a two-minute video that I want you to watch. Amen. See, here's the thing. These sheep, at some point in their existence, they began to realize that the voice of the shepherd was the voice that was going to provide for them. Because at some point after calling out to them and them recognizing and understanding that when he calls to them, that that when they get close to him, he provides food, he provides shelter, he provides the things that they need, they know that when they hear the voice of the shepherd, they're in a safe place. Porque cuando escuchan la voz del del pastor, del que los cuida, ellos saben que el pastor les da lo que ellos necesitan. In our lives, we need to learn to recognize and hear God's voice. Spiritual maturity, listen church, spiritual maturity will move us not just from acknowledging God's existence, but also to seek God's voice. There's a difference. Hay una diferencia en solamente reconociendo que Dios existe, a entender que Dios existe y tenemos que buscar... La voz de Dios. And as we go into these last two months of the year, praise the Lord somebody, 2019 is almost over. 2019, 2019 ya se va a terminar. We're coming into 2020 and we're about to get busy, are we not? A lot of us, we get busy in the holidays, November, Thanksgiving hits, Christmas hits. I mean, New Year's and all these things, there's so much... To do and I want to make sure that as a church we begin to start as we go into 2020 and as we're ending this year, that we learn to seek God's voice in our lives. 2020 can be very different than 2019, there will be new challenges, there will be new blessings, but we need to hear God's voice. Tenemos que escuchar la voz de Dios. But before we get into how we hear God's voice, I want to see if I can unpack for you the reasons for which God speaks to us. Why does God speak? ¿Por qué será que Dios nos habla? ¿Qué es lo que Dios nos quiere decir? Why would God spend time to speak to you and speak to me? The first thing I want to share with you is that God speaks to reinforce relationship. Above all things, God wants us to understand that that, that he wants a deep and personal relationship with us. Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. El Espíritu mismo le asegura a nuestro Espíritu que somos hijos de Dios. When we accepted Jesus as our Savior, when we took the steps of obedience and being baptized and following Him, a spiritual transaction occurred. Algo sucedió cuando dimos nuestras vidas a Cristo. We may have not necessarily felt. A tingling sensation or a warm and fuzzy uh, feeling inside. But when we put our faith in Christ, we became his. We became a new creation. We were adopted into the family of God and we became his children. See, I don't know your family situation. You know, you know, conozco tu situación familiar. You may have had the greatest dad in the world. Or maybe your dad was not present in your life. And you may not understand what a good dad is. Tal vez tu padre estaba presente en tu vida o está presente. O tal vez nunca conociste a tu padre o tu padre no estuvo ahí por ti. But a father's role is to love you. Listen. A father's role is to nurture you. A father's role is to protect you. A father's role is to correct you in love. And a father's role... Is to affirm you as his child. El papel de un padre no es únicamente de traer y proveer, sino que también es de amar, de corregir, de proveer protección y más que todo afirmar a sus hijos. We need to hear the voice of God because he is, his spirit wants to affirm to you that no matter what the devil says, no matter what other people may have said, no matter what the guilt that you carry and the shame that you have says, you are God's child. If you've given your life, you've accepted him as your savior, you've taken the steps that he's asking you to step take, he is your father. Can someone give God some glory? He's your dad, and he wants to tell you this, that you are his child. There are so many voices that we hear in our lives at work that tell us, uh, not, not, not that at work, but that they're at work. And they're telling us that we're not worthy, that we haven't done enough, that we don't deserve anything, that we're guilty, that there's a shame. But how many people here today are just thankful that we have a God that is willing to testify, yes, he is a work in progress, but he is my child. Yes, there are some things that need to change in his life or in her life, but she's my daughter. She doesn't belong to anyone else. She's my child. He's my child. I gave my life for him. I love him. I love him. I love her. I protected her. I want to have a relationship with her, with him. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 3, the message paraphrase says this. Pay attention. Come close now. Listen carefully to my life-giving, life-nourishing words. I'm making a lasting covenant commitment with you, the same that I made with David. It's sure, solid, enduring, with enduring love. But he says, "Listen, you gotta, you gotta hear. Why do you have to hear? Because my words—they're life-giving. My words—they're—they life-nourishing." God's voice wants to reassure you of his love for you. Tell your neighbor that God loves you. God loves you. No matter, listen, I love my children and my children love to be sermon examples, illustrations. Listen, I love my kids. But there are times that I wonder what in the world are they thinking. Just like your parents think the same of you, okay. Right, parents? Don't we get frustrated with our kids? Like, come on. How many times have I told you? (laughs) Amen. But you know what? No matter what my child does, whether it's my oldest, whether it's my middle child, whether it's my youngest, it doesn't matter whatever they may do. Nothing changes the fact that I love them. Nothing changes the fact that I care for them. Nothing, they, I, I've told them before, you better be glad that I'm your dad because nobody else will want you. And, and it's, it's one of those things that no matter what they do, no matter what you may do, if you have loving parents in your home, no matter what you do, your parents will love you. Can someone say amen? This is the same love that God has for us. If us, Jesus said, if you being evil... Can give good things to your to your children. How much more can your heavenly Father give you? God's voice wants to reaffirm in your life that He loves you, that you're His child. And sometimes we need to hear that. Our children, listen, parents. Those of you that aren't parents yet, and you're going to be parents one day, listen. Don't underestimate the value of your children hearing the words, I love you. There's value in it. They take that in their hearts. They grow up with that. And our father wants to tell us the same thing. But we got to be able to hear him. That's what God wants to tell us, that he loves us. The second thing that God wants to tell us is that God will speak to give you guidance. Listen, church, all of us here need God's guidance, starting from here. I need God to speak to me to tell me what to do. Because there are times I know that God speaks to me and He's telling me, What in the world are you doing? And it doesn't matter how far you are in his relationship with God. We all need guidance. Todos necesitamos que Dios nos guíe en nuestras vidas. Yo soy el primero. In Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 it says, whether you turn to the right or whether you turn to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. One of the greatest causes of anxiety in our lives, I don't know if someone can, can uh, say amen to this, but one of the greatest causes of anxiety in our lives is the uncertainty that we have in making certain decisions. Right? Should I, should I go into this career? Should I go to this school? Should I date this person? Should I break up with this person? Should I... Be more committed. Should we buy this house or that house? Should we uh, look for a new job or not look for a new Right? This is one of the greatest sources of anxiety in our lives. Esa es una de las fuentes más grandes de ansiedad en nuestras vidas. ¿Qué debo de hacer yo? What should I do? Yes, here's the thing, church. God actually wants to be in our lives and wants to give us direction and indicate to us which way we should go. And he does this two ways. I think that one of the ways that God does this in my life and he does this in your life is that he will whisper warnings to you. And here's the thing. I say whisper because God's voice at times is not very loud in our lives. And we're going to be talking about that in the coming weeks. But he'll whisper warnings. Go ahead and put the next verse up. Paul and his companions, Acts chapter 16, verse 6, 7. 6, uh, and through seven, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. Wait, hold on a second. The Holy Spirit is keeping them from preaching. Go to the next one. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus. Would not allow them to. So they wanted to preach the gospel. They wanted to go into a place to minister. Querían ir a predicar la palabra. Querían ir a ministrar. Pero el Espíritu Santo no los dejó. But the Holy Spirit didn't allow them to do it. That's interesting, don't you think? Because it looks like it's good. I mean, yeah, that is the mission. Go into the world and you got to preach, you got to disciple, you got to baptize, you got to do all these things, right? That's the Great Commission, but the Holy Spirit's not letting them. But that looks good. And let me ask you how many times have we looked at something and said, that looks good? Surely that must be a blessing of God that I can take or that I can partake in? Surely that relationship. Surely that young man that young girl she'll be he'll be okay for me she'll be okay surely how can that be a bad thing como podrá ser algo malo para mí and this is when we need to be attentive to hear God's voice cuz he'll whisper warnings and sometimes it sounds like mom and dad saying mm, that kid's not good for you all the students said amen. Or sometimes it sounds like the wife telling you, really? I don't think that's a good idea. And all the husbands said amen. Sometimes it sounds like a husband saying, you know what, I don't think we should go to Target today. <laughs> all the wives said Amen. How can something that looks good, that even that even it seems like this is what God would want us to do, how can, how can it be something that God would stop? And we need to learn to hear God's voice because there are things in our lives that we think are good for us, that we, we think are, are something that's going to be a blessing to our lives. But God is saying, no, you shouldn't be involved in that. You shouldn't do that. Don't go there. You don't understand the pain you're going to experience. No entiendes el dolor que vas a pasar, que vas a a sentir. No entiendes uh, las personas que vas a tener que... No estás listo, you're not ready. So he whispers warning. I think the next thing, the other thing that, that he does in our lives is that he'll whisper direction into our lives. And, and it says in Acts chapter 20 verse 22, this is about Paul, he's speaking, he says, and now compelled by the spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. See, God can confirm what direction should take. God can actually speak into your life and say, you know what, this is where you need to be. But what am I going to do there? I don't know. That's where you got. I don't know. God told me to go here, He told me to go to Jerusalem, but I'm not sure. In fact, Paul goes on to say in verse 23, he's not up here, but he goes on to say that all I know is that everywhere I go, prison and suffering is waiting for me. But I go where the Spirit tells me to go. God wants to speak direction. Into our lives. He never promises that things will be smooth sailing. He, he never said there won't be opposition in your life. He never promised that, that things were always going to be hunky-dory. But he did promise to be with you. He promised to be with you in the challenges he promised to be with you when you're going through sickness. He promised to be with you when you're feeling alone. He promised to be with you when everybody else has left you. He promised to be on your side until the day that, that he comes back. He promised to always, always be with you and to guide you and to lead you. But we got to hear God's voice. So God speaks to reinforce relationship. God speaks to give direction. And number three, God speaks to provide perspective. God speaks to provide perspective. Listen, Second Corinthians chapter five verse seven. Very short. For we live by faith, not by faith sight. When the Bible tells us that we should live by faith, yes, it is a call to trust God in any circumstance of our lives. Anything we may be experiencing, whether it's good or whether it's bad, whether it's joyful or whether it's painful. But it also is a call for us to understand that there are certain things in our lives that are not just about what we're seeing in that moment. kind of like when mom comes starts raising her voice and pick up those socks it's not necessarily that you left the socks on the floor but it's more about that it's the 2000th time that she's told you to pick up the socks And we got to understand that sometimes there are things in our lives, although it's hard, although it's difficult, although we don't understand it, no lo entendemos en ese momento, pero tenemos que saber y tener la confianza de que no se trata únicamente de ese momento. It's not just about that. That God is molding us. God is preparing us. God is getting you ready for that next level in your life. But in order for you to get there, there's some things you gotta learn along the way. See, in adverse situations, I may not understand it, but I can I can trust God. See, God's voice tells me that I will come out better on the other side. Things are not just going to be okay. Things are going to be better. I'm going to gain maturity. I'm going to gain perseverance. I'm going to gain new perspective that I didn't. I'm going to learn some patience in my life. I'm going to learn how to love those that are really hard to love. I'm going to learn how to have joy even in the midst of the difficulty. God is working in my life. He who began a good work in your life is faithful to complete it. He's working. And God speaks to you and tells you, no, son, no, daughter, that's not the way you need to look at it. Look at the pain. Look at the the difficulty. Look at the challenge as an opportunity, as a test to see how far you've come. Because last year you wouldn't have made it. But this year it's hard but you're still at church. 2 years ago you would have given up. But this year you you're, you're not only going through some hard time th- hard things but you're inviting people to church. 5 years ago you wouldn't be here anymore. But today You're telling people about the love of God in your life, even though you're going through hard things. And you can sing, Lord, you are good. You are good. No matter what, you're never going to let me down. God's voice is giving me perspective to understand that he's working through all things to build me into a godly man. And I'm going to read these last few passages. We're going to end. I'm about to finish here. 1 Samuel chapter 3. It's kind of a long passage. It's 11 verses. But I want you to hear this. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Or Eli. I'm thinking of our (laughs) Eli. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. And I think that there are some of us here that are thinking this too. The word of the Lord is rare in my life. I don't often hear from him. I don't often get the sense that God is speaking to me. Since there weren't many visions. Next verse. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not, gone, had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me? But Eli say, I said, "I did not call. Go back and lie down." So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, "Here I am. You called me, my you called me, my son." Eli said, "I did not call you. Go back and lie down." Verse seven says, "Now Samuel." Go ahead, go to the next one. I think it's in it. Verse 7 says, now Samuel, it's the one before that one, brother. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. This is also interesting right here. Let's stop here. God was speaking to Samuel, but but Samuel did not recognize God's voice. Hadn't been revealed. He hadn't heard it yet. He hadn't never heard it before. He hadn't under, he didn't understand that God would speak to him. And many of us, we find ourselves in situations just like Samuel. God is speaking your name, but we're not hearing. We're running after all different things, saying, Is this what you want? Is this where I need to be? Are you calling me? Are you are you gonna provide what I need? And the third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized something's up here. Something's not adding up. Then Eli realized that God was speaking. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. Go back to the the one before that. One more. It's interesting because Eli told Samuel, go lie down. He said that if you hear it again, you go lie down. And if he calls, you say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. You know what Eli told Samuel in in essence? Samuel, you got to let go of the button. So you can hear. God is trying to speak to you. Go to the next one and some of us god is trying to speak to us and we're so much noise in our lives so much going on and we are talking and talking asking god can you do this for me can you do that for me can you uh, can... and sometimes it's just about stopping and saying lord can you speak to me lord i want to hear your voice And then when finally Samuel hears God's voice, he says, look, I'm about to do something in Israel that by the time I'm done, there will be no doubt. The people that hear it, there will be no doubt that I am speaking. Because their ears will be tingling. In Spanish it says que el oído le quedará retumbando en los oídos. I like that word, retumbando. Retumbando. We need to let go of the button. God wants to speak into our lives. I'm going to ask you to stand. My prayer is, listen, today's message was just to kind of set up for the next few messages. But my prayer is that we would be open to hear and eager to respond. That we would hear and that we would respond. God will ask us to do some difficult things. And it becomes a question of whether we will have the faith to trust, to believe in him. So today I want to invite everyone to come to this altar and what Samuel said.